0: Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older.
1: Eightman back to throw it. In- Intercepted by Eric Davis.
0: And Davis will score for the 49ers. As the clock winds out on the Philadelphia Eagles, a the game they thought would project them into a possible wild card position, it would bring them seven and five had they won. But a late interception by the Giants will preserve a giant victory. An upset win as
2: the Giants lead 17-12. We're inside 30 seconds. The Eagles have no timeouts.
1: Wait a minute. Here's a free fly. I don't believe it. The Eagles pick it up, and Herman Edwards runs it in for a touchdown. An incredible development, just like the opening game of the season when the New England Patriots were running the play, the game out against the Washington Redskins. A fumble. This is the most astounding development. This is even
0: more Unbelievable. Minus three with Dave Damaschek. Oh, yes. Much history between some of the teams you're about to watch in the divisional round, but we're not living life in the rearview mirror. We're looking ahead to a quartet of dandy games on the last great weekend of pro football and the best weekend on the sports calendar. Hi and hello and welcome to minus three sports fans were presented as always by Omaha, Eddie Spaghetti, freshly engaged, seated behind the glass. Woo. And there he is up in his manse, looking out over Hollywood, deciding where to take things next. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? How are you? Oh, my
2: God. It's like, you know, the little defensive touchdowns that brought us to this episode made me think of that insane Ravens-Bengals game and how the final should have been 24-17. It was just in the wrong direction, Uh, you know, and, and Harbaugh. You know, didn't didn't bail Huntley out. He's like, yeah, that's that's a play where you got to burrow into the line and and we push you over the line. <laughs> don't don't lose all your leverage, jump up in the air and hand the ball to the defense. Um, but, you know, a sickening result for Ravens fans uh, and 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 a result that, you um, has me a little uh, down on the Bengals as we go. I'm into-
0: surprised by that. And we'll jump into that and we'll project it ahead. But if you want to talk about that, we haven't gotten a chance, you and me and uh, Spaghetti to yap about it. We did talk with Jeff Schwartz at the start of the week. I encourage, nay, demand that you go back and listen to it because really good, insightful stuff from Schwartz, especially about the two AFC games upcoming here. And big news where Lamar Jackson is concerned the the uh, Ravens had their big press conference, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh kind of shrugging, like, wait, what's the big deal? Everybody. Hey, it takes two to tango, but yeah, he's going to be back. Although we don't know if he's going to show up for off season camps or anything like that. And um, we're, we're also <laughs> going to get rid of Greg Roman. I wonder if that's a Lamar Jackson thing. I think it has to be if they're consulting him about the future of the team, but I'm not sure that they are. Meantime, there are rival Pittsburgh Steelers to the chagrin of, I would say, the majority of Steelers fans are bringing back their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and I'm almost positive. In fact, I'll go 99.9% sure that Mike Tomlin and otherwise consulted the uh, the quarterback who just finished his rookie year, Kenny Pickett, and said, hey, Ken, you like working with this guy? I would say that that rises to the very top of considerations about whether or not you keep your offensive coordinator. So that's where the two AFC North heavyweights or former heavyweights, as they look up at Joe Burrow. I wonder, you said, what if John Harbaugh had said to Ty Huntley, Burrow into the line there? Like, would he be like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, I, I... he said like Joe? Burrow, what does he do at the goal line? Like no, 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 no. I don't mean like that. In, in the post-game press conference, he said
2: Burrow. It was true. Oh, he did, uh, huh? He said Burrow, and that was the play Brilliant. to burrow, burrow in there. Um, well, it's it's wild that that Roman has is gonna have to fall on his sword. It, 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 has that happened? Is that announced?
0: Like, yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's okay, they, yeah, they're right. parting ways, is I think so, how they put it.
2: So Roman didn't say run the play like this like it's not a great play call obviously when you've got those horses in the backfield but it is weird when it's like well I'm getting fired because I had to coach up a mediocre backup quarterback who effed up the biggest play of the season and now it's and now it's on me um, it seems a little harsh given you know how limited look at who was playing for the Ravens Look at who is running pass patterns for that team, um, but such such is the such is the life in in the NFL. Um,
0: well, I just want to say this because we got to jump into these games and we're going to do our goat and goats of the week and all of that. Um, I'm surprised. I, I mean, I, I I certainly don't think that Roman is out the door because of the way that game went down. Uh, I think it's because it's a much larger issue that we've talked about for literally now. Uh, the entire time Lamar Jackson has been under center for that team, which is he's awesome. He's unstoppable for the most part, but no wide receiver would ever sign there unless they had no other options uh, available to them because they don't throw the ball around. So I wonder if they're trying to, it's going to be really, but what's
2: crazy, did you see that stat? You know, I think we all have kind of the same feeling about the Ravens offense, but first team in NFL history, to have four consecutive playoff games with 120 plus more yards than the opponent. No so way.
0: Really? So wow. Four
2: straight playoff games including this last one where you've dominated the other team in total yards. They're 1 and 3.
0: In I games. disagree with your assertion and uh, I'll make my points when we uh, when we dig into the divisional round picks, but I am not nearly as concerned about what the Bengals did against the Ravens as I am about what the Bills did against the Dolphins. I mean, I I, I also think it's a it's a major assumption that people do like, well, that would have been a 14, that was a 14-point swing. Okay, they would have been up a touchdown with 12 minutes to go. The game was over then. The Bengals wouldn't have been able to put up some points. I, uh, I think they I,
2: couldn't I, move the ball. So I yeah. I don't know when they were gonna decide to try to move the ball. Um, what's funny about Lamar. So, and it was, uh, was it, um, Sammy Watkins of all people? Yeah. But, like there's, you know, so there's that weird thing in the locker room, right? Le- Le'Veon Bell went through this in Pittsburgh, right? It's like, Hey it man. It's
0: exactly right that you just invoked Le'Ve and Bell. Cause that is the exact comp. You, you are gotta right. Get Thank to, you.
2: You got to get to work, buddy. We're all in the trenches. And he's like, I got to look out for me and my family. And I think there are guys in the locker room who are like, look, man, we all got to hope for this moment of leverage and try to get paid, and we can't really say anything about our brothers who are trying to get paid in this brutal business, and then for Sammy Watkins basically to go, I know that guy could play. That's kind of what he's saying, right? It's like, that guy could play. So when you watch that game and you're like, oh my God, any upgrade at the quarterback position, you're moving on in the playoffs. Like, the Le'Veon Bell thing was more like conjecture of like, you know, what? what's going to happen? And this was just open and shut. I chose not to play in a playoff game that we would have won. And uh, But, guys, I'm back. I'm back now. Hey, guys, guys who bash their brains in to try to advance in the playoffs while I was rehabbing and could have played, I'm back to lead you. Where? To the promised land?
0: You assume a great deal if you assume that Lamar Jackson – is definitely putting on the uniform if they merely tag him, which is the way at this point now, like I'm conflicted. I don't know who's right at this point. There's no good answer because I wouldn't want him for five years and whatever, $175 million or whatever it's going to take. I'm, I'm just throwing out those numbers, but you know, it's going to be something heavy. And if I were Lamar Jackson, I'd be like tag. I don't know. But then again, if you make $45 million, then that's more than he's ever made. And if you're able to blur your eyes and, and put blinders on about what your peers are making and just say like, well, $45 million is a lot of gravy. I'm not, I'm not going to spend that much uh, in five lifetimes. So I, why do I need more? It's, it, it, it's very interesting. And I am not, I mean, obviously they're going to say we want Lamar back because they have no uh, alternative available to them now. Uh, but I, I don't know. Do you flip the switch now? Cause, cause as John Harbaugh said, in the press conference, every decision that we make, and he refers to da Costa, um, the GM, he's like, everything we do is built around tailoring our offense to Lamar. So they to flip that switch in one offseason and be like, yeah, now we're going to go get Derek Carr or, or someone like that, or draft somebody like that's going to be a, that's going to require major surgery on the roster, yeah. not just uh, at, at QB. So rip,
2: rip that bandaid off guys, rip that bandaid off. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you that the ceiling on Lamar is not a Super Bowl championship. If that's what you're thinking, what a great way to frame this. And it'll, it'll segue us into whatever you want to talk about, but um, 45 minutes. hence you okay. know, the new uh, rule, no, we're, we're well, we got some minutes pushback on from the fans. We're like, yeah. we don't yeah. want to, we, I mean, we didn't come close to 45, so it's funny that they say keep it to an hour and a half. Uh, but th- this is the great – late August, if somebody had said, at the end of this season, I promise you, you'd much rather have Danny Dimes than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Everyone would have gone, you're out of your mind. <laughs> and it is so true. It is I so mean- true. It's yes, so the
0: Bizarro the Bizarro pro football season. I do, you know, as we jump into our goat and goats here then. But here here's the other thing. One one guy this is sort of a a, a goat too by the way that I'll, I'll I'll start us off with. As you heard there, the 49ers and Cowboys have played some some high leverage games over the generations here. Anybody who's paid attention to the NFL knows as much but we aren't talking enough about that. I know for some people it's a little saccharine and who cares what happened. I love some of these matchups that first of all, you have two of the, you know, short list teams of the 10 pole franchises in pro football history, going head to head so much lore between those two teams in the postseason. But on the other side, You have the Bills who lost to the Cowboys in two Super Bowls, and you have the Bengals who lost in two Super Bowls to the 49ers, and they're two poxed, two cursed franchises, and they're playing each other. I love the stakes of what it means not just for the here and now, but for history and what it means going forward for all the QBs involved from Purdy v. Dak to now who's the the greater force in the AFC? Is it Burrow? Or is it Allen and probably Mahomes waiting on the other side to settle all hash the following week? And I love it. These are great games. Let's get excited, everybody. Yeah, and let's States... jump into it right now. Goat and goat. Take it away. Okay. Kevin Hench. So um, good goat. I oh, want... wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. There is one uh, piece of business that we have to handle among the minus three personnel. It's been a talk, been a little bit of a talking point on on social media too. How come Kevin Hench, you don't follow Eddie Spaghetti? On Twitter,
2: oh, I thought that tweet was a, that I didn't follow huh. you. No, no, uh, no, no. Oh, I because I checked this morning. I was like, I'm sure I follow Sheck. He's in my feed all the time. Right. Um, all right. Well, let me rectify that. I, <laughs> well, I mean, you follow the like
1: intern. That's how I the found intern. out. For the record, that's uh, how I found out because the the intern tweeted at us and I clicked right, it. and I was right. making sure it was I'm him. Not, you know, I'm not. I saw you know, I'm not
2: good at the at the Hitch, social I'm not mad.
1: Don't worry. I don't care.
0: Right. You care what, Ovi the out what's intern your, uh, what's your name on uh, <laughs> spaghetti is
1: it? What, what's it's, your name, Eddie? Uh, I think Twitter. it's add at, at that that Eddie Murphy.
0: I like how cool All Eddie right. Spaghetti plays it like i don't I don't know what my handle. I think it might be. I don't All know right. though I it's
2: exciting. Know This is exciting for the listeners.
0: Follow that. Okay, wow, that's incredible. Serves Twitter for Swingetti's login. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Have you been betting with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, good job. Keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you do get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull. And place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win congratulations if you don't you'll get your stake back as a free bet 21 and over offer valid and must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana michigan new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia and wyoming only new users and first 10 plus wager only must register with an eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bet credit 1250 dollars. must be used within 14 days of receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles see caesars.com slash promos for full terms void where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP colorado wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call one 800 nine with it. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
2: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Hench, take it away unless you're not ready to roll. So, so, and this will, I don't, you know, it's like as the games narrow, the possibility of us having the same ones gets higher, right? Especially, you know, there was. There was one game that was excellent, one road team, one underdog that won. And uh, I don't want to I I, I want to leave a lot for uh, for spaghetti in, in that area. But I do want to talk about Brian Dable, because when you when you watch these games and so often you're like, hey, what was the plan this week? Like, what were you guys talking about? What did you think you were going to be able to exploit? Like what, you know, you watched film on this one team and you prepared for this one team and you can't do anything. Like, like there's so many weeks, so many games where you're like, I don't get it. And watching the Giants, who again, as Spaghetti's pointed out, like not filled with weapons, you know, not, you know, it's like, you don't, I was thinking about, about Peyton Manning and how many times he must've come to the line of scrimmage and realize they're in man-to-man and all my guys are going to be open. Obviously Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne are going to be open, but Dallas Clark's going to be open too. And so is Brandon Stokely. And so is Joseph Adai. Like when, when Danny Dimes comes to the line of scrimmage, it's not a guarantee that any of these guys are going to separate immediately. And so I just thought what Dayball did like that game plan every, every play mixing in the run, the designed runs, moving the pocket. You know, I just was like, wow, this guy's good at his job. <laughs> like, and so day ball gets my good goat. I'll leave the players for spaghetti. Obviously I, you know, we picked the giants here uh, as part of me reeling in Harry in one week. I was three games behind Harry with six games to play last weekend He went 0-6, I went 4-2, and I'm back in the lead, where I never thought I would be. Steve Prefontaine didn't catch anybody after they blew by him. Like, it was Mm -hmm. like, this is uncharted territory. Okay, bad goat, and it pains me to say this, but, look, we all saw the same thing in the Bucks-Cowboys game, right? I mean... Brett Meyer, Meyer notwithstanding, obviously,
0: that's,
1: here that's a, separate, here that is a separate
2: nervous breakdown that was happening to the Cowboys kicker. But, you know, these were bad throws. These were bad throws. These were he was dirting the ball. He was one hopping, guys. He it was like I know everyone's like Brett Mars got the yips. Well, how do you explain these 20 throws that bounced like Brady was terrible? He was terrible immediately. It was obvious as we picked here uh, on our show that the Cowboys were going to win that game and there was nothing Tom Brady was going to be able to do about it. Now, as he, as he does, he did, he did mask those numbers right down the stretch uh, in garbage time. But it's like, people are like, Hey man, Tom Brady's not going to go out like that. Tom Brady's not going to make that his last impression. It's like, He should go out like that because it's not going to get any better. Like it's like this, it's, it's, it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish the legacy, but if you're Josh McDaniels, you can't watch that game and go, oh, I want to bring him into one hop Devontae Adams. Like Mike Evans was losing his mind. Right. And so anytime he tried to throw to Mike Evans in like a medium route, he was off by a mile. So what, he, so all he could do was get Chris Godwin lit up over and over again. Like Godwin is just getting blown up. He
0: got abused on a level that I didn't think on the broadcast, they talked nearly enough about. He was—he like, um, kept like having to like limp over to the sideline. I, he he had know. like an invisible cast on his arm. Half the time he was running back to the sideline. Like I got to go back in now. Like we're down eight. We're not going to Jags this game. Let's just call it quits. And and
2: that's what happens when you when they're not afraid of you stretching the field. So uh ever the box gets smaller and your check down guys get hit harder. And and so I don't know. I was watching that game. It's exactly it's funny. Two Monday nights in a row, things went exactly as I thought they would. We told everybody. George is going to blow out TCU and here's exactly how it's going to go. And then, you know, when I looked at the, at the Cowboys pass rush numbers versus the Bucks pass block numbers, I'm like, how can this go any other way? Like, it's just going to be Brady bailing out, throwing as quickly as he can one hopping guys. It was exactly as it played out. And it's just like, I mean, it's kind of sad. I, I don't know. Obviously we don't have all, you know, thankfully we don't deserve all the details of his family life, but like, um it it if this is what you're not spending time with your family to do, it's no longer acceptable because that could not have been fun. <laughs>
0: Giselle like for this? For, you ruined yeah. everything to, for this performance. I I listen, if you throw four touchdowns and you're in the title game, okay, we can talk that maybe you're but this, come on, man. That hurt that has to hurt her feelings. I'm a, it's funny you say that, because I don't remember if it was Steve Young, RG3, or Booger in the pregame. But one of those three was saying, <laughs> well, he's been through, you know, he, he gave up a lot for this. And and but so he's got to win to validate that whole thing. I was like, does Tom Brady, the human being, does Does Giselle agree with that? <laughs> like, Well, as long as he gets to the division around 22, then OK, then I then the divorce. was No hard over. feelings, no hard feelings, no hard feelings. Very strange. Yeah, very weird. I hey, agree real with quick. your sentiment about uh, the coaches league. I am I have always skewed players over coaches, but I think maybe that's the theme of the season is that Doug Peterson and Brian Dable and Kyle Shanahan and I guess maybe not Mike McCarthy or maybe he's not getting enough credit and Andy Reid making that massive transition there and Mike McDaniel getting the, the Dolphins to rise up at least when the franchise QB was in there. Those are good examples of that maybe coaching matters way more than I've given it credit for over the last decade or so.
2: Um, real, real quick. Cause as we talk about geriatric quarterbacks, um, I, we haven't, you know, we had a great time in Vegas. It was so awesome hanging out with you guys, seeing you guys just being around you guys in real life. Um, I feel like we all acquitted ourselves very well in the football throwing contest, uh, you know, in our various divisions, you know, um. Uh Spaghetti and I lost nobly to the to the family of quarterbacks. I lost the senior division by four inches. Uh it, you know, the parlay kids got a cannon. And then uh spaghetti and meatballs is just a, a, a genuine thriller, you know, 55, 60 yards downfield. We still don't really have any accurate measurements. Joel flopping around down the alley. But uh I thought I thought we we acquitted ourselves. Now, did where'd you come in? Did Sal beat you, Shaq?
0: Yeah, I I don't know what happened, and I, I I'm not, you know me. I I never make an excuse. I would never do something like that. I I I have too much dignity for something like that, but um, I don't know why. I just I couldn't. I I just. The ball felt fine. I wasn't slippery and the ground was wet and that wasn't an issue. I just didn't uncork it. I don't know. I I don't think I put enough air under it. My
2: second one, I was like, that's all I got. My second one felt good. Perfect trajectory. I'm like, wherever that ball lands, that's maximum. For this old man. I was yeah, very- we had
0: to see, see uh, if you're just uh, joining us or you haven't heard us talk about it. We're talking about we had our finally our contest. Who can throw the football the farthest? Mikey Meatballs, Edge Spaghetti, who acquitted himself in this program neatly. But yeah, I, I, I left uh, something out there. I don't know. I feel like maybe if I had a third throw, I just I, I think I really did try to throw a line drive or something. I, oh, you know, I, whatever the know, hell happened. What's done. You know, is done else,
2: you know, who else left something out there? Martin Weiss left the goddamn ball out there. Yeah.
0: Cause he, th- he threw it up on the air vent. So it was, it, it really was an embarrassment. Um, all right. My goat and goats, I'll get through them quick here. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers who bookended an otherwise very coin flippy, Uh, Wild card weekend, you know, I can't stand the randomness. I don't like when 17 games of evidence, I don't like in the March Madness tournament when a team that's 30 and three goes out because some kid who you never heard of on some directional school gets a hot hand for 40 minutes and and erases the the preceding four months. So I was glad that the good teams did the things that they were supposed to do the 49ers, even with Brock Purdy, should have destroyed the Seahawks. It was a little tenuous there for a stretch, but they ultimately did that. And I was very pleased that the Cowboys hammered the eight and nine team with the 45 year old quarterback because it made sense to me and it informs how I now project looking ahead. So those are my those that that's my goat uh of the week, but also uh Dave Damasek for I think divining the way this Lamar Jackson thing was going to go down. Now we have the off season, but Eddie Spaghetti, you can verify this. I've been pretty on how it's going to ebb and flow here. And here we are. So uh, good on Damashek, and uh, good on the rest of the AFC North of Lamar Jackson leaves it. Or if it's weird relationships all in 2023, and that turns into another lost season. My goat though of the week Um, I'm sorry to say, are all the Steeler cynics out there, the people very upset about Mike Tomlin and the brain trust deciding to bring back Matt, Matt, Matt Canada. Yes, you can point at the at at, at the uh, second half results, seven and two, the rookie QB with all the young talent around him kind of turned it on. They didn't put up you know, insane numbers or anything middle of the pack in terms of our uh, offensive output. But it was quite a bit better than what we saw in the first half of the season. But more importantly, that people think in Pittsburgh, like, Dave, Tomlin don't get it, dude. He wants to win games like it's the 20th. Dude wants a a, a, a good guy, Adam Crowley, um, said he's trying to win. With uh, you know low post basketball, pitch it into the big man in in a three point shooting league. And my answer to that is, yeah. So what? Good. I like that. I don't like in the league of sameness. I like a guy who is approaching it as, hey, here's a curveball for you. NFL deal with pre- prepping for what we're about to do. Do to you. It requires at least a certain di- or a different kind of approach from the way the coaches. Going into the Steelers game, do versus anybody else who are running. I mean, I, I get the big difference between a running QB versus a uh, a pocket passer, but you know those are fundamental differences. But I'm I'm down for this. If the Steelers want to do it this way, the thing they can't have is the Jenga piece. TJ Watt get hurt that ruined everything. But you know they would have been a double digit win team and they would have been just fine. So all the belly aching. I, and I hate to say it, but yeah, spoiled. Spoiled is what it is. Take a look around. Would you rather be the Patriots right now? Would you rather be the Ravens right now? I'm talking about good teams. I'm not talking about the Texans or anything. I'm talking about good, relevant teams. Look at the situations and get back to me about which one you like better, even some of the teams in the playoffs. All right, Eddie Spaghetti,
1: take it away. So for my good goat, I'm gonna the the topic is NFL players defending NFL players against crimes. Uh, via referees, which is a topic that we've talked about for quite some time on this show. Now, I'll start with the first one, uh, the Joey Bosa and the and, and the the Chargers-Jaguars game. They call him offsides. A lot of angles showed him that he was not offsides. Then there was a lot of plays where he was getting held, complained about it, the ref. Who uh, apparently hates Ohio State players, per a few other players in the league, he chased him down to to then give him an unnecessary, uh, like you know, uh, call, 15 yard penalty. The uh, the referee's name is Sean Smith, and people, and he was the one that also called uh, Chris Jones for disturbing language, gave him a 15 yard penalty when he sacked Matt Ryan way, way, way back in the beginning of the season. So this guy does some weird stuff. Garrett Wilson of the Jets, also an Ohio State player comes out on Twitter and says like, this guy has said anti-Ohio State something in games before and he backed Joey Bosa on this. Now, also in the Giants game, Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously the Giants won. I'm not really salty about this, but it's funny to see Micah Parsons, a Dallas Cowboy edge rusher, defending Kayvon Thibodeau, a Giant in the same division. These teams hate each other and was basically saying that Christian Darasaw on the Vikings, number 71, their very good young tackle, was basically holding him the entire game. Actually, the Micah Parsons, the way he put it was that uh, he was doing wrestling moves on him, but it doesn't matter. Kayvon keeps going. So I, I wrote back, thanks, Micah. Um, it's just, again, the referees, luckily, there was no major call that changed the outcome in this game. I'm, I'm sorry, Chargers, I'm not going to give it to you on this because you had a massive lead and blew that. But I just love the fact that players now are just so fed up with the referees. They're just openly on Twitter just saying, you guys stink. I don't care if this guy's in my division. I don't care if he's a rival. I'm siding with the players here. So, And this is what we need. This is what we've been barking for uh, for well- the entire NFL season.
2: What's funny about it, and I totally agree uh, w- with all with all of it. But we haven't we haven't seen fines come down for criticizing the officiating in the other game, right? This is like it's a weird kind of like if you say the refs cost us the game, you get fined. But if you go, hey, I was watching TV and they were terrible in this game, it's it's kind of an interesting brotherhood. Like, hey, man, I can't say anything, but I'd appreciate it if you point out that this guy held me the whole game. So this is. We all, I I think as as sports fans, what we like is the hockey playoffs where it's like, make someone win it you know like it's got to be a scoring opportunity where you take the guy's legs out or we're going to just
0: swallow the whistle we're not for the record dave damashek the pittsburgh penguins fan does not approve of that especially after last spring's playoffs against wrong again wrong again
2: so it's like (laughs) don't call don't call an incidental bump interference in the neutral zone and give a team a power play in overtime it has to be you know so so the, the lecture and email that has to go out before the NFL playoffs is, hey, guys, obviously we had another terrible season. Like, you know, dear referee, dear Sean Smith, you were terrible. You're terrible all season. That You're all terrible. You're uniformly horrendous. Don't F up these games. Now now it really matters. So you're going to have to dial it back and err on the side of not Calling anything. So we're like, please send this out. No calls. Like, it's got to matter. And then we watch a weekend where that roughing the passer call against the Giants. I'm like, Are, did we just lose spaghetti? Did we lose spaghetti? The slate and drop followed by that roughing the passer call. I was like, someone check on him. Do a wellness check on spaghetti. He may have just thrown himself off the roof. Like, that was so terrible. The, the crazy thing about the Bosa thing is the chargers cannot argue about the officiating because Gerald Everett drops the ball. It's rolling around on the ground and the back judge doesn't see that the ball's on the ground. Both DBs jump up immediately and go, he dropped it. The offense runs to the line of scrimmage. I, you know, so, so I, I don't know why it wasn't challenged. The body language of both sides is he definitely didn't catch it. But you're also like, can one of these seven guys see the ball rolling around on the ground? That was a huge play. And then the Jags get flagged, not for roughing the passer, but for like unnecessary conduct. Like it was like so they 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 blow the whistle. The guy celebrates. And in the celebration, he nudges six foot, six inch, 236 pound Justin Herbert, who falls to the ground And the guy goes to his flag and you could see it happening. You're like, no, 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 That this is, you know, so the Jags actually overcame a minus five turnover differential, a 27 point deficit, and several terrible calls against them. So the boat's offsides got a lot of attention because he lost his mind, but it's like, trust me, terrible in both directions as always. And so, you know, and then, you know, obviously the Niners were going to beat the Seahawks, but like, you know, who are these refs that are like, hey, man, it's January. These games really matter. This is my time to shine with the ineligible man downfield calls. You know, like the, the point of the ineligible man downfield call is like you can't have 10 guys run out in the pass pattern. Like, you know, it's like you can't. So if a if a 330 pound guy with his back to the quarterback has tiptoed seven inches over the line, you can't throw a penalty flag in the playoffs. Like it is, it it is. So it's like, it goes out saying that our bad goat every week is the refs. And I just wish, I wish the officials could stop ruining a great
0: sport. For sure. And did it impact the play should be part of the calculation. Although they're already apparently dealing with way more than they can handle. So involving that maybe isn't a good idea. It does seem to me though, the Puritans who do that, like, Sorry to get into some puck here. I was watching my favorite team against Ottawa and the Penguins coach, Mike Sullivan, threw a fit and he really should have. They, you know, Brian Rust didn't like the call against him, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins forward. And so he said whatever he sassed the ref and he gave him an extra two minutes for sass. These Puritans like it does occur to me that referees wear only black and white, and so too do the Puritans. Maybe they could like, we could really lean into that and it would help uh, show the world who these people are if they act to dress like actual Puritans out there. That's, That's just an idea. The other idea I have for referees, we're allowed to encourage to doing what we do for a living to take that player to task for choking or for that coach for calling a bad game. I don't think, to your point, I really, I was thinking about this last night. The answer is shaming these guys at the league level. But because of the union, these officials' unions have so much juice or whatever that if you go at them, then there's a fear that, well, then they'll make bad calls against us next time. But I think public shaming works. And I think they should really, just as guys get fined for, uh, you know, a shot to the head or whatever, like I didn't mean it, but, well, it's still $12,000 because that was roughing the pass or whatever. These guys need to be publicly shamed and, and fined for bad calls. That's the only way we're going to learn them. And I mean that too. I really do think. Just
2: understand. Start calling them out all the steak? time. It's, it's right. so much at
0: stake. It's January. Eat that. It's fun. like, got human air. What are you going to do? That's part of the game. Like, not for anybody else. I mean, like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it is part of the game, except then they get embarrassed and people on social media and on radio and on TV and otherwise. Take them to task for the next week or for the next year, for the rest of their lives for blowing the big play. Actually, Doesn't that's a funny. Very rarely to referees. Do they, that, are they called out and remembered forever for blowing a big call?
2: That's a funny idea. I don't know if Sean Smith has an assignment this weekend, but it's a funny that the Cowboys uh, are like, Hey man, we're sticking with Mar. We're just going to sign Visciano." Like, uh, whoa. Are you trying to complete this guy's mental breakdown? Hey, no, 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 we're cool. We're riding with you. uh, But if you miss in practice, this guy's here. They should bring in a ref. They should sign a ref that stands on the sideline with his arms folded. And then you're like, hey, Sean Smith. Hey, we went as long as we could with you, but you're brutal. And so now we're going to give the public shaming,
0: you know, (laughs) maybe he takes his hat
2: off or I don't know how you like, you know, but.
0: uh, Or Mike Pereira just comes on the jumbo screen. Like, nope, that was a bad call. Enjoy the rest of the game, though, everybody. Yeah, that well, would be great. All right, Eddie Spaghetti, move along. We need a good yeah, so, goat go from yeah, Spaghetti.
1: Yeah, I got to give the good go. But, yeah, just to wrap that up, I mean, obviously, we always say, like, the refs are going to miss stuff. You can pretty much call holding in every single play in the NFL. But to me, the scary and dark part of this really is, you know, well, Garrett Wilson putting his credibility on the line as an emerging young receiver. I understand the Ohio State connection whatever, but like to t- publicly tweet that this referee is like saying stuff. I mean, I kind of I kind of side with the players. I don't that'll get overlooked, but I I don't think he'd be lying uh publicly oh. about that. So, I, I definitely No, think, the guy
0: who's going to get in trouble is 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 him, not yeah, know. the referees. They're not well, going to get did Sean Smith pass. go to Michigan? Well, I don't understand why would I think, would so.
1: he? I think uh, that was his thing. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> that would be the best if it were true.
1: But I, I, yeah, anyway, anyway, so moving on to, to good goat here. I want to switch over to the Giants Eagles game. This is out. I mean, so Mayor Adams of New York, Eric Adams, he has a deal in place, uh, like a, a funny bet. You know, we do the cap of consequences here at Extra Points. Um, he's doing one with Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. And it's like a a, a funny uh, bet that the winner gets gifted a vegan cheesecake. Now, not a cheesesteak uh, from Philadelphia, and why it's vegan when neither mayor is vegan, I don't know. But Mayor Adams of New York City picked a vegan cheesecake uh, as the prize for either mayor, which, depending on which team wins. And again, like I said, we do Kappa Consequences here at Extra Points. I've worn tuna on my head for two podcasts. I've gotten uh, gr- gravy dumped on me. I've shot Apple pucks had checked before, amongst other things. Martin Weiss had to wear dirty, you know, COVID masks on his head. Um, And I'm sure if the Giants and Cowboys somehow advance, I could already see myself being involved with some kind of Kappa consequence with Sal and the other Cowboys fans. So this, to me, especially in two very good food cities, uh, New York City more so than Philadelphia. But the fact that they picked a vegan cheesecake as a a funny bet, it's like, you know, politicians as it is, or they're, I don't get, I don't get political on the show. They're as lame as could be. And then also picking something vegan when neither is a vegan, just to not piss off people. It's just... I cannot roll my eyes any harder at this. And part of me also with how lame this is, it's like the Giants should deserve to lose after this, the public like buffoonery by the mayor of New York city. So um, that is, is pretty bad and as lame as it gets. So the, I guess not the Philadelphia mayor because he hasn't agreed to it yet, but mayor Adams, New York city, you're a bad go to the week. But
2: isn't it, wouldn't it all be salvaged if the bet was the loser has to eat the vegan cheesecake. Then it would be of consequences, but oh, I think what you're saying is they're saying that's what we're playing for. The yes. winner gets the vegan cheesecake.
1: Yes, as it, as it's like a prize, right? Exactly.
2: Morons. It's but hold on, bad. how is that your good goat?
1: No, it's my bad goat. My bad. My good goat were, were the players calling out def- the calling out oh, oh, the rest. Okay. Oh, to I see. On I, I thought NFL you were players. saying the rest. Sorry. Yeah. No, okay. No, no,
0: no. All right. All right. Let's. I'm going to give game. myself a good goat because I fixed this already, but the mayors aren't listening to me. I think it should be like, it should be like, hey, you want to bet a cheese steak against our uh, New York style pizza? No. How about $2 million? I think that would be fun. And the city would be, it would be engaged. Even if you don't like football, you would suddenly care. What if it was assets from the city? Like, yeah. how about 10 fire trucks from our city? How we about give, we what? give you those? That how would be great. Walmart?
2: heavily militarized vehicles that has no point in an urban street policing the (laughs) citizens sure
0: i mean but what if it was like what if it was like you want to you all right you want to play you want you want to bet something on a big game here liberty top
2: of consequences would be great if mayor started doing that you know like you know (laughs) you have gravy dunk (laughs) tank you you have to pose shirtless in front of the statue of liberty
0: all right. Before we go to the game, something I promised I would get to, and we don't have to uh, be completionists here, but I want to float it to you guys and the audience, and we'll come back to it next week and 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 pay it off. But it occurred to me, you know, I, I I I just love postseason lore in the NFL. I just I I can't get enough of it. Watching the old games, I go back like a loser and watch them over and over again. Everything else. And I came across Gary Anderson's infamous miss at the end of regulation of the NFC title game in 98. If they go there, it's one of the great Super Bowls or on paper, at least it shapes up to be against the defending champion Broncos at 14 and two against the 15 and one Vikings juggernaut. Instead, we get pretty good Falcon steam, but one that got housed in the big game. But if Gary Anderson makes that, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the five, three or four best kickers of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. But you miss that kick, you can't go to the Hall. Who does that describe or the the other side of that coin? Are there players you can think of who would be in the Hall of Fame if one play had gone the other way or guys who would lose their gold jacket or their Hall of Fame bust or whatever if you took one play away from them? Any come to mind? I have I have some for you in pro football. I'll just plant the seed for you. Sal and I were talking about this, and he said John Stallworth, And I don't know if he was trying to get my goat, but he's right. John Stallworth doesn't catch that game winner in, in Super Bowl 14. His case gets real tough, but I think even more so for his pal Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan doesn't catch any either the bobbling catch but the 64 yard game winner against the Cowboys in Super Bowl 10, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. I think those guys are right on the razor's edge and I could also say for their contemporary, even though I can't think of his name, the Dolphins punter in 1972 fakes the punt. He sees that the Steelers have turned their backs to him and he runs for the first down and that play leads to a touchdown that's the margin of victory for the 72 Dolphins if that play doesn't happen this is not even Bob Greasy's play but if that play doesn't happen Bob Greasy's nowhere close to the Hall of Fame at this point so those are those are three who we could take their jacket away Danny White has one of like five plays go his way including the pass at midfield in the stick at right after the catch from Dwight you know uh, Joe Montana to uh, Dwight Clark Danny White throws that touchdown pass. If he, if Drew Pearson, he gets horse-collared at midfield. If he runs instead for a touchdown, they go to the Super Bowl, they beat the Bengals there, and his career shapes up very differently beyond that. I think Danny White, the Cowboys, the, the successor to Roger Staubach, is a Hall of Famer. That's a very short list for you. Drop us a line, at Minus3Pod, on Twitter uh and, and or use the hashtag -3 and tweet at any of us and we'll get it and we'll talk about it next week any any uh, names you guys want to float in the meantime here well,
2: i had just a couple thoughts well and I, it's like as you know with my uh sort of the dynasty rules like you if you're a dynasty You have to take a certain number of players from this team that dominated the rest of the league. So what's always been interesting about Swan and Stallworth is Swan has his signature plays uh, earlier than Stallworth, right? So, but if I say, if you're going to take Swan, then even if Stallworth doesn't make his signature play, his numbers are so much better than Swan's. You can't not take Stallworth, true, even, right? Even if he didn't make the play, um, I want to say Larry Wilson was the name of that punter, but I I couldn't guarantee it.
0: Larry uh, Siple, that's what it is. Larry, Larry Siple. All right, all right. Nice, well
2: done. Um, so not good. Uh, so but that is interesting. I I think what we you know we we're talking a little bit in our pregame. Um, it does feel like for the most part, uh, the voters. Don't you know you talk about prisoner of the moment. They're not prisoner of the moment, right? That they they look they look at Dwight Clark's career, you know, and go, oh, okay, it, it's not quite Hall of Fame material, right? And so, which is good, it should be the body of work. I, I guess what I'm saying is a guy shouldn't leapfrog 50 other guys because he made the big play. Now, to the Gary Anderson of it all, obviously higher bar. For for kickers anyway, like you know, it doesn't matter how you know if you're all pro three times, like there's different criteria. But um, I do wonder if you know if he misses two in that Super Bowl, he still doesn't make it, right?
0: Right. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that that that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we could accept. Well, and the obvious one with kickers, he's not in yet. But Adam Vinatieri obviously isn't. Uh, you know, he's like, oh yeah, he was a really good guy for a lot, really good kicker for a long time. But he doesn't make one of those. I wonder if you take away one of the two Super Bowl winners, if he doesn't get in, if if one it's would be so, enough, it's so and
2: crazy and, though that that guy's highlight reel is just he makes every big kick It's the gun stayed, of the it's, Super it's, Bowl. It's, it's insane. Right. It's insane. And you know, he against the you know in Houston against the Panthers, he'd missed, he'd missed twice in that game. So nobody remembers, of course, because he he nails the big one. But all right, let's do our picks. I told you how to go.
1: All right, we gotta go. Go ahead. Give us one, spaghetti. Go ahead. I think if you're talking about a single play that could flip something from being in or being out, if Kevin Dyson scores in that Rams Titan Super Bowl. I'm not entirely sure Kurt Warner would be Ooh, in it. Ooh, that is a great one. And I'm going to tweet. Kurt no, as soon as we're this done. Is, and this, this is why I didn't ever. want to say it because I was afraid of you doing that. But <laughs> I mean, I, cause I was just like, I did a quick pro football reference. Like, only That's six, a
0: great one.
1: Six seasons over 3,000 yards only. I mean, people like always oh, say Eli Manning. Eli Manning doesn't deserve to be in. He has 14 seasons with 3,000 plus passing yards. I mean, it's just like, it's just the, the career just too short. And, and Kurt Warner was a, a quarterback who was tossing the ball around the yard way before his time before the league became a passing league. But if, the, if he doesn't have that Super Bowl ring, like, I I don't know what else. I mean, yeah, he won MVP twice, but I uh, I don't
0: know. You get it, Spaghetti. You get the
2: drill here. Yes. All right. That's but a if great I'll one. say this, we- uh, you know, if Dyson scores, it's only twenty three, twenty three. This game's not over. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, fair. And Warner wins it in overtime, further further burnishing his
0: legacy. All right. And now a quick break. All right, let's get into our picks here. Let's start it off. We'll go in order. Spaghetti, if the numbers have moved since uh, since my latest update before we started here, please correct me in the moment here. Hench, we'll give it to you. The teal and black and gold team heading up to Arrowhead. Don't wear the all reds. Don't just, wear the red pants and red jersey. Chief, just to give you guys a look.
1: the numbers quick. Uh, Jags, eight and a half. Uh, Giants, seven and a half. Bengals getting five and a half. and Cowboys getting four.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. That's exactly how I have it. Go ahead. There there has been a little bit of movement. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points, uh, with the chiefs. I, I just, you know, I, I think that, you know, the Jags have had incredible season, incredible home stretch, just amazing, uh, kind of had no business winning that game against the chargers needed an awful lot of complicity from Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert, um, going back to even the week before The Chargers score three points in the last 34 minutes and 20 seconds of that game. And I think we all know they score more than three points if Mike Williams is on the field. So it's like it's kind of insane when you lose Mike Williams early in the season. You're waiting for Mike Williams. You finally got all your guys and then you and then you break one in a meaningless game. You know, the karma gods are like, this could bite you. And it sure did. But so the so the Jags were the beneficiary of that. I just don't see them hanging within a score, uh, 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 you know, it coming down, you know, an eight getting a I don't think the Chiefs are going to have to get a stop at the end of that game. I like I'm surprised it's that low, actually, um, given given that the the Jags don't cover the pass particularly well. um, I like the I like the Chiefs giving eight and a half Um, all during that as, as the, as Dayball and Danny dimes. Oh no, no, it.
0: don't move on yet. Don't move on yet. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll address them. We only have four to do. So we'll, we'll hit them each. Um, You mentioned the karma gods. I'm not one for jinxes and all of that. I, I, I do care what gets into the players heads and what gets in to the fans in the stands heads and how that permeates to the sidelines and all of that. I think there's something about the karma gods. Cause I've seen this play out. I've experienced this. I've been victimized by this is like, Oh great. We don't have to play that team. That is the chargers. No, the, the chiefs from, you know, I'm sure the players, the coaches and the fans all understand. We don't know why, but the chargers play us as tough as anybody. Oh, shoot. We don't have to play them. It's the Jags. When you get that in your head, I think that could be a problem that you, you dodged a bullet. Well, they're still good. Trevor Lawrence, has been pretty good in year two here. So I, you know, I know it's a big game and they're not going to just roll the ball on the field and assume we're the chiefs. And so therefore we don't have to worry about you in, in January, but it is something that I'm kind of, that's somewhere in my head. I do like, although Sal gave us some numbers on extra points today and go back and listen to that. And because Martin Weiss rightly to me pointed out, Andy Reid off a buy, what are we talking about here? But Sal provided some numbers that'll spook you pretty good about heavy favorites in the divisional round and coming off a bye and the Chiefs specifically. All that said, yes, I'm on the Chiefs. They are a far superior football team. Merit matters. After all, the Jags had a nice, Magicals have had a nice, but they're a 9-8 football team. They're, they ain't there yet. Chiefs are nice and ripe. Give me KC Spaghetti. Oh, and also I'm taking the under, 53.
1: Um, yeah, I picked uh, yesterday on waiver with Jen. I did actually take the Jags. I was kind of talked into them in a sense that the chiefs obviously at home don't really cover. Um, there should be a lot of points in this game. And I, you know, the, the whole Trevor Lawrence does lose on Saturdays things, but the more I think about this game, number one, I think we all kind of are disrespecting the chiefs, not us. Cause we're all taking them, but I think people just almost said you have like chiefs fatigue and don't realize how incredible they are. Uh, yeah, the Chargers probably would have given them a better game here. Jaguars Titans game Jaguars looked flat and they played sloppy football Jaguars Chargers game Jaguars came out flat and played very sloppy football especially in that first half um, they have some talent Ingram you know a bunch of B-level receivers with Kirk and, and Zay Jones uh, Travis Etienne behind Trevor Lawrence I think the, he'll have a really nice game You want to take the over on his props um, but the Chiefs offense is just too potent and you know if you make mistakes like this versus Chiefs team you're not going to come back like you can versus the Chargers and I, I just think um, I'm going to switch my pick now I I'm going to take the 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 Chiefs line the points here.
0: Hench uh, Eddie Spaghetti has I don't know how closely you've been following since we were all together, but after the engagement, Jade's birthday party is on Saturday night. It just so happens to overlap with the New York Football Giants game against the Philly Eagles. I said you got to lay down the law. Jeff Schwartz said it as well. So did Sal. We all agreed you got to set the standard. Now we do, we don't schedule social events during big time games in in any of our sports we we have to understand that as it happens jada wonderful has pushed the party back by a couple hours to accommodate this so no worries there that's great news and that says great things about jada going forward for you eddie spaghetti but to the matter at hand giants plus seven and a half in philly hench how say you
2: well, it's so funny when I was watching that day ball, Danny Dimes domination, just moving the ball up and down the field, great approach. I was like, I'm, I am, I am all over the giants. I am just, they're, they're going to get the Eagles that, that weird week 18 game, like where the giants aren't playing anybody and the Eagles can't cover. And now the giants have figured it out. So I actually thought I'd be getting about a, a point and a half more maybe, but I guess everybody's you know, notice that the giants are pretty damn good. And, and I, even though it's seven and a half, one score game, I, I am taking the points. I just, I like the way they're pressuring the quarterback. I love the way day ball is mixing up, you know, the, the Saquon and, and Danny dimes of it all. And uh, I, I would be a very scary game for Eagles fans uh, because oh, yes. the season will be a failure. If you lose at home to your rival.
0: Well, Mahomes obviously is saddled with the curse of to and Arrowhead, but at least he's done it a number of times. Jalen Hurts has never done it, so he really has all the pressure on his shoulders, one of which is messed up to a degree I guess no one really knows, and we won't know until the game starts, and, you know, you look at what the bookmakers are doing. And I can't divine if the number would be a little bit higher if we knew he was right, but you can usually take your lead from how that number, if it looks weird, it might be an indication that hurts is worse than, than we realize. I can't get a good sense of that. Um. So I, what you explained, Hench, I thought the number was going to be more like eight and a half. And then I would take the giants as it is. I'm going to take the Eagles here. Um, and I think Spaghetti has the right frame of mind here based on what he said about uh, what he said on extra points earlier that, uh, you know, I, it's that uh, you got to take this position. Spaghetti is. I hope we give him a game if we don't. This was a this was a, a fun year. You can't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, if you lose on a last second safety or something like that, or if you get Basarczyk or something like that, that's another matter. But, you know, if you lose, you lose. All right. I know it's your arch rival Eagles, but still. Right. Go ahead, pick it yeah. for us. I'm taking the Eagles, and I'm also taking the over. I don't. I, I like what De- Dexter Lawrence, as I keep saying, could blow this game up for Jalen Hurts. When you get that interior push real hard like that, it can ruin a team that wants to RPO you and and have their QB run at the edge. That can destroy your whole season in in one 60 minute stretch. There. Go ahead, spaghetti.
1: Yeah, I could. Oh man, this game is is gonna be the death of me. I just know. I have a feeling this game is gonna come down to like. There is going to be a lot of sloppy mistakes, by the Giants, uh, I like missed opportunities. I think there's going to be a couple bad calls because it's going to be within a handful of points this game. So well, I know are going to be bad calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I am going to take the Giants with the points. I think it will be close. The week 14 game is not really indicative of, of the, you know, the matches between these two people, the same way. I don't think the week 18 one was either the week 14 game. They were missing Leonard Williams. Xavier McKinney, Adore Jackson, didn't sign uh, Landon Collins to the roster yet, didn't sign Jared Davis to the roster yet. So a bunch of guys back on defense. I don't think they're going to score the 40, whatever plus they scored in the Giants during that game. Um also that time the Eagles were red hot, white hot. Um the you know Giants, Dalen Jones is not playing as well as he has in this stretch. So um I I just hope, like you were saying, check that you know, you have Leo Williams and you have Dexter Lawrence rush to the middle, and then it kind of forces Jalen Hurts outside of the pocket to make a play with uh, I, what I do think is a messed up shoulder, um, and I just hope that, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau can wrap his hands around him, not let him scramble the same way on the other side. I hope that Aziz already plays in this game and does the same thing. It sucks that Lane Johnson is back and healthy, um, and I know they did not have Jalen Hurts listed on the injury report, but I just still don't buy that he's fully healthy, um, despite what Nick Sirianni said this week after saying week 18 that he, his shoulder was pretty bad shape you know i i hate how bad the giants linebackers are i'm afraid that Boston Scott and Miles Sanders will have another big game versus them, and I am afraid of Jalen Hurts scrambling and extending plays. I wish the Giants sacked Kirk Cousins more because Kirk Cousins was doing a phenomenal job getting the ball quickly. That being said, I really do like Adoree Jackson on A.J. Brown. He shut down Justin Jefferson completely. I think that is a pretty good matchup for the Giants there. Um, and the Giants, have to just play mistake-free football. Don't turn it over. Uh, I hope there's way more Saquon in this game, more than nine carries, which he had in the game one. Um, so I just want him to to pound the rock, eat the clock up, get the ball out of Jalen Hurts' his hands, and maybe there's a shot they can be within striking distance late in the game and uh, you know get a game-winning field guard touchdown. I think it will come down. It will be about a four or five-point game, I think, uh, unfortunately. Just for but-
0: goodness sakes, enjoy it. These two, the, these two all-time acidic uh, me- local medias and the fans and everything else, just enjoy it, for goodness sakes. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to beat the Eagles. If you don't beat them, it's still a great season. Now,
2: by the way, we we hurry speaking of the Eagles, we hurry up like Donovan McNabb at the end of Super Bowl 39. Like what well, I'm like, I gotta go. And then and then you guys go on longer. We haven't even gotten to the marquee games yet. Like it's
0: all like, right, we're to it, them now. Bungles, Bills, five and a half uh in favor of the home team, total forty-eight. Go oh, Hedge. All
2: right. I think we all agree that if the Bills Fail to fall on either the Nahim Hines punt return fumble or the Josh Allen fumble. Two fumbles in the fourth quarter. That that if the Dolphins recover them, they're going to win the game. You're yes. going to lose at home to Skylar Thompson if you don't kind of flukily because you know certainly on a punt return. The, the punt coverage team is coming toward the ball. That was crazy lucky. It goes right to your guy. And then the, and then the lineman falls on the Josh Allen fumble. Um, so they went up 17-zip. The teams really take their foot off the accelerator. I don't know. But one thing that has been happening a lot is Josh Allen is so greedy. He just won't take no for an answer, right? It's like he's thrown so many picks in the red zone in the second half. Then he's got the ball, like Josh, you're eight yards short of the first down. You're you're being tackled. You're not going to get the first down. He's still got it in one hand, like waving it around, like he's a madman. And and it's hurting them. And he turned it over three times against the dolphins. That said, oh. that said, I'm laying that big number. Oh. I I I feel like the the Bengals O-line problems. I mean, like, this is the big thing, right? Do you have anybody who can block their guys? And like the reason the Bengals couldn't move the ball against the Ravens is like, they couldn't block those guys. So I feel like both teams, uh, arguably both teams would have lost. I think certainly would have lost to either team's starting quarterback or, you know, if either Tua, or Bridgewater plays or Lamar Jackson can play like those teams only survived because a, a very weak deep backup quarterback was playing. Um, But now one of them is going to win. So, you know, like which one of these teams is going to win. And I think uh, the team that's a little bit healthier is going to cover the five and a half.
0: Interesting pick. I'm going with the bungles here. Um, Burrow dynamite my concerns about the offensive line are like everybody else that's that that ain't great that's why the Bungles spent so much money in the offseason to try and fix it but a year ago for what it matters the offensive line stunk and they went to the super bowl they still have those three pass catchers and the bill secondary is bad right now and that's the difference in the game to me and josh allen even against skylar thompson you can feel call it pressing or otherwise or it's a it's an acknowledgment of the reality for all the songs being sung about the bills and them being the the team to root for for obvious reasons and, and and you know their sad history and everything else um you know he he does have to do it all I mean Tom Brady took that Patriots team that lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl like that team had no business going to the Super Bowl if it weren't for the deeds of Tom Brady Josh Allen can drag the bills there, but as constituting and bills fans are mad with me. They're like, dude, Von Miller got hurt. Trey white. Isn't all the way back yet. We have injuries on the back end. That's why we're not. Le-. Yeah, I understand. I'm, uh, I'm calculating that into, into why I say that the bills don't look as good as they could be. Cause like every other team, they're not hundred percent healthy, but they have some real deficiencies in tough spots against this Bengals team. I'm taking the Bengals. Plus the five and a half, nay on the money line, and I'm going over.
2: Okay, real quick. When this crazy neutral site compromise was announced, didn't you? Isn't there a part of you that thinks, well, now it's got to happen? Like it's so crazy that this game could be played. Like for all of history, you'll be like watching clips, like what the hell is going on? That's the AFC Championship game in a neutral site, and it's like so. I mean, in addition to all the the handicapping, I was like, "God, I think it has to happen.
0: I think this." Oh, I would hate. Oh, I'm gonna hate it if it does. Play for re- for that reason alone. I don't. I don't even care which way I win Jags. i go to the Super Bowl if you want to. Just don't let that bum game. Become a reality. I, I can't stand it, but I do think just uh, just to be a stinker, Arthur Blank, if it does want it, he should just leave all the Falcons logos out. Like what?
1: Paint the field. No, no, no. This remains our home stadium. Um, spaghetti. Uh, because we're short on time i'm taking the Bengals plus the points they're my super bowl pick so i'm not gonna be a hypocrite now plus i think this could be the josh allen uh turnover game and you know when they're playing close games joe burrow you just kind of feel more confident and i think this will be a close one i do like the over two but i'm gonna stick with the Bengals here
0: i like it and lastly the classic matchup in uh in terms of pro football history in the super bowl era cowboys niners cowboys plus four how say you hench
2: Okay, so first of all, you know, as it was pointed out, the last time the Cowboys won won a road playoff game prior to beating Brady Monday night was the the beginning of the run, beating the Niners in San Francisco. And they're playing clips. And you're like, that guy's in the Hall of Fame. That guy's in the Hall. It is a crazy collection of plays where you're just like every guy in the highlight is in the hall of fame. It, it's such, you know, as you pointed out earlier, it's just like gold standard franchises, amazing matchup. Um, We've been saying, you know, off and on, I think we all agree. There's no disputing how deep and wide and good that Niners roster is. And when we've picked against them in the last two months, it's because we're like, at some point, Brock Purdy has to be not as good as the other guy, you know, right. He has to Brock Purdy has to be outplayed by the other quarterback. And I feel like watching Dak Dak did not make a bad decision against the bucks. You know, he's had some horrendous games. I mean, we were in Vegas when he hit the defender in the chest on the commanders. And then I turned and I talked to somebody and then I looked up and the commander was running into the end zone. And I was like, did I look away too fast? Did that guy catch that? And he's just getting to the end. So I was like, no, he threw the same terrible pass on consecutive plays. For whatever reason, he locked in in a way against the Bucks. You know, when he threw it away, it was the right decision. When he checked down, it was the right decision. When CD blew, you know, it was open over the top, it was the right decision. His his decision making on the on the Schultz play, when he rolled left and Schultz freed himself up, you're like, That's a scary throw, right? That's exactly the kind of throw that Dak has thrown to the other team for the last two and a half months. And you're like, he's running to his left. He sees something, and Schultz does this super clever move into space, and you're like, wow, he's operating at a very high level. The Cowboys have been very good this year in lots of phases, and so you're getting four. I have to believe that Dak Prescott, whatever he figured out, is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. So if you have the if you have the better player at the most important position and you're getting four,
0: just seems like the way to go. I'm a pedigree snob, always have been. Not gonna apologize for it. Micah Parsons should give Brock Purdy nightmares. And if he does what Micah Parsons, the alleged best defensive player in football or in the conversation and everything else, this is where he shows up. If he does, they win the game. And that's that, because what you just said, there is a big difference, even with difference in, in coaches and Shanahan's done great stuff and all of that, but he's Kyle Shanahan, everybody come on. He's a, you know, he's, he's not Bel- Belichick in his prime or Chaz, Noel Kyle Shanahan hasn't won a Super Bowl for what it's worth. So let's not get over our skis about, yeah, it's Brock purdy but shanny shanny all right shanny's great he's not he, he's he's not uh a world Sheck, beater who's above Sheck, the I, other uh, great coaches in the league come on shack i can't remember has
2: uh has mike mccarthy won a super bowl
0: he has won a super bowl as a matter of fact with not coincidentally a high-end quarterback some coaches what was like that, what was that? With the
2: remind me remind me what i can't remember who they play
0: I don't remember that. The, the, the details are hazy on that front, but oh. it does matter that, you know, Joe Tory. I don't, what, what would Joe Tury? I guess he was a good skipper with the Braves as well, but point being, you know, some guys are fits for high end talent. They know how to manage that. Maybe that's Mike McCarthy. He's got a high end QB. He's got a wealth of talent defensively. I think it adds up to the Cowboys going in there and winning it straight up Spaghetti complete, uh, complete our picks in this episode. Although before you do, cause then we can let Hench go quick pick rags bees tonight. You two have a head to head here. You're going to make one of your, uh, famous vegan cheesecake bets or what?
2: It's <laughs> funny. I mean, I, you know, the, the Bruins are, the Bruins have won 35 of their first 44 games. First team to do that since 1930, which was the Bruins. So, what, what are we talking? 93 years of NHL history. Um, uh, I re I you know, I like my Bruins, they're a wagon, but I really also like Spaghetti's Rangers. So this is a stay away for me. Uh you know, ah. Bruins coming off a of back-to-back. Charlie McAvoy right. has to get tickets for family on the island he's got to get tickets for family in the city i you know it, it wouldn't surprise me if the, the rangers win this one three two in overtime
0: i do want to say we're not talking nearly enough as a sports nation about what the bruins are doing this is insane five losses halfway through an <laughs> nhl season what in hell already and nobody says boo about it it's really wild stuff anyway great stuff with you
1: hench spaghetti Cowboys Rangers and you're going to pick the rags I, tonight right no I, actually, I mean oh. just based on trends I'd probably take the Rangers may win the game but I, I think Henry's right I think it will be a one goal game and I think you know if you want to take the the uh the Bruins and the puck line getting the goal and a half I know you don't get as much uh you know winnings with that but I think it's a smart bet if you want to just win the bet so I, I would take that it should be a really good game I'm looking forward to that one uh, and loser for, has to eat a cheesecake of my fine. choosing fine by me it's, Fine by uh, me, as long as
2: it's not vegan.
1: Yeah, exactly. 49ers, Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys in the points. I think the 49ers will win, though. A close one. Um, I know Dak Prescott crazy that he's the oldest quarterback in the playoffs right now at twenty-nine years old. I Holy think Brock, hell, that's yeah. wild. Brock Purdy, though, I think will have he'll struggle. I think this is a game where he could look more pedestrian, but just because they're so loaded, they can rely on Christian McCaffrey. They can rely on guys like Evo Samuel to make big plays. Um, I I still think – and their defense is suffocating. I I still think they'll win a close, uh, relatively low-scoring game, but uh, you know Dallas is explosive when they can be. Whatever running back they want to rely on, it seems like Tony Pollard's more of the guy, and CeeDee Lamb is still hard to cover, so I think they will put up points, make it a close game. But uh, the 49ers will advance.
0: All right. Enjoy the divisional round four juicy games for you. The last great weekend of pro football until, I don't know, September. I don't know. Great stuff, Hench. Go make your pages. We'll talk to you next week. And hey, listener, make sure you get us your thoughts on the one play Hall of Fame thing. Take away one play or add one play who's in and out of the Hall of Fame. Maybe that should be the requirement, Spaghetti, that you have to give us one of each. Like, okay, but if we're going to put Tony Romo in, if he handles that snap and the Cowboys win in seattle and they go on to the super bowl we have to take a jacket away from somebody so now we have to figure i don't know however you want to do it drop us a line at minus three pod is how you do it and spaghetti um enjoy your game you know they don't uh, you don't get them every single year obviously so uh, enjoy them while you can and uh, same goes for all of you within the sound of my voice get right for all the games head over to the extra points network Get in, play against us in our pick'em pool. You heard Hench talking about that earlier. You can play against us um, in the arcade. A number of other games there for you. A lot of great shows out there right now covering these upcoming games here. From Extra Points on down, Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacente did Waiver Wired. Go through them. Find them all. Enjoy them. And uh, we'll talk to you on the other side of the divisional round, try and make sense of that for you, and then get you right for title game weekend. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.